This is the Financial Compass with Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Matthew provides his clients and prospects with the information that they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Matthew Brunner to help you find your financial direction. Hello and welcome to the Financial Compass. My name is Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates LTD or Compass in Fairfield, Connecticut. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, give us a call 800-339-9252 or you can visit us online at compass-ltd.com. While you're at the website, scroll on down to the radio section of the page and you can check out past shows. You can even subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. And please don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions or to set up a face-to-face meeting. Now, today we're going to talk about a very relevant topic over the last week, market volatility. Oh, yeah. And how your fellow Americans generally feel about it and some things you can do to make you feel more okay about it. But before we dive too deeply into market volatility, and heck, while we're speaking about volatile, let's let's introduce my co-host, Tony Shore. <laughs> Tony, how are you doing today? Oh, I don't think I'm too volatile, but uh, no, I see what no. you did there. I see Thanks. what you did there. Yeah. yeah, I've been great. I've had a good week. I've had a really good week and uh, just been looking forward to doing the show with you today. Uh, getting together and recording a show, we always have fun. But how about you? What have you been up to? Well, I've been today. I just felt like I was missing. Is there something special happening today? What's what uh, let, is it? Let's see. What's, what is today? March. Let's see. So, yeah. yeah. What, what would happen? What What is it that I feel like I'm? Oh, <laughs> happy birthday, Tony. Ah, uh, uh, yes. It is my birthday today. The day so we're recording the show. Yeah. Today's show is my birthday. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I look and feel about 30, uh, but I'm a little bit older than that. Oh, yeah, just only a little. <laughs> well, we don't have to get into all that. I also uh, want to give you a referral to my eye doctor. Because <laughs> <laughs> you look way less than 30. Yeah, there you go. There no, you go. Just trying to be, yeah, you know. Yeah, I, yeah, I feel young. Great. Like I told you earlier, I don't feel old. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> telling me today that I'm old, but I don't feel it. No, it's a state of mind, right? It is. It is. Age is a state of mind. I'm only getting younger. Good for you, Benjamin yeah. Button. Benjamin <laughs> Button. Benjamin Button. What a movie. Uh, so, yeah, I'm doing great. I, you know, spring's just around the corner here. They're going to change clocks soon. Oh, boy. Uh, you know, so I never know, you know, people are going to listen to this right after we get it done or and post it on the interwebs or are they going to, you know, hear it and four months when they go back scrolling through shows. But right now spring is right around the corner. It's such an exciting time of year. It is uh, longer, you know, more daylight. That's yeah. that helps. Yeah. Clocks are going to get rolled forward. We're going to jump ahead before you know it. So all those things yeah. are great. Unless you're in Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a bunch of States are looking at, you know, not doing the time change thing, just uh, voting in. So they don't have, uh, as many daylight, car accidents, daylight savings time, and and as many car accidents. That's right, that's right. 
But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it should be the whole U.S. should be one time one. You know, we should we should all either do it the same or not at all, right? Uh sure. <laughs> okay. I couldn't. Just, I couldn't. I honestly couldn't tell you how much less I care about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? See, that's why people love you and love working with you is because of the honesty. <laughs> yeah, you're always honest, and what I've noticed is you're especially honest with me. Ex- especially. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I love. All right. So today, market volatility. Yeah. Coronavirus. And, you know, I re- I see the reports and, the, you know, the scare tactics out there. You know, it sounds like if you watch the news, uh, it sounds like the world's going to end because, oh, of the, yeah. because of the coronavirus. And not to take away from the seriousness or the loss of life that has occurred, but uh, it really doesn't. Um, yeah, not good. So, no, not good, right? We feel bad. We get scared. Yeah. Those things happen. Um, but People I also stop remember- drinking Corona beer. Because well, of the coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, there's that. Um, you know, you, you can, uh, let's, uh, there was SARS not that long ago, right? There were, right. There's always, there's always something. Heck, swine there was polio. Flu. There was the swine flu. There was polio. There was uh, Ebola. Spanish flu. Ebola. I mean, we've lived through this. Sir John Templeton, what did he say? This time it's different, right? And that really, that's his investing quote. But I, I, I think it's always important to remember that, you know, thinking that this time it's different are some of the most dangerous words when it comes to investing. So, well, that's true. And you know. people let their emotions get carried away. They think it's going to be the end of the world. So they're like, I got to move everything to cash. Yeah. But they say that. And then I hear other talking heads say, nope, this is a market correction that was needed and that was expected. So I don't know who, you know, I don't know what's going on out there. Well, look you? at historical trends. The average is about a 10% drop entry year. So that's okay. Right, it just doesn't often happen in two days, but I, I listen. True. The, the reaction to it's totally human. It's totally human for people to do that. I get it, but when you step back, when you look at the bigger historical picture, I think then that's when the overreaction to volatility becomes dangerous. Right. So right, right, and you're but, look, you're talking about the historical picture. Whereas from where I'm sitting, it's a hyster. I'm looking at the hysterical picture. Yeah. Well, you know, history is the only guide we really have because no one has a crystal ball. And if they do, they're not sharing the information with us. Right. So I look, I, I, you know, I can't make, I can't make investment policy out of chaos theory. You just can't do it. So, right. uh, you know, there's a lot, I think we can go on here. I, you know, I think we have, there's, there's, there was this Kiplinger did this study uh, along with personal capital and, I'd like to say I was surprised at some of the results, but some of them I found a little surprising. But I think if you do this long enough, I think more what you'd find out is the average person's probably surprised by these more often. Uh, you can find the full recap on Kiplinger.com is in the article, uh, Saving for Retirement, How to React to Market Volatility. So the poll re- results were released in January 2020. It's safe to say they weren't super optimistic at the start of the new decade. Uh, they found a lot of Americans are moving their retirement savings from stocks to cash due to their concerns about the volatility of the market, what 2020 and beyond might have in store. And that always hurts me a little bit to hear because I know one, again, we have no crystal ball, so we can worry about the future all we want, but I prefer to use history as a guide. But two, I maybe more importantly, I know that keeping money in cash makes it impossible for people to participate in any kind of upside the market enjoys. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I, for one, I like upside. It's yeah, one of my favorite things, come to think of it. Uh, so why don't uh, more people want to enjoy the upside? Uh, I don't, because not everybody's an upside guy from way back like you. <laughs> yeah, from way you know? back. Ah, <laughs> uh, some more uh, more age jokes. This is going to be a good show. <laughs> I, I, I don't think that it's not wanting to enjoy upside. That's the problem, Tony. I think actually it's quite the opposite. I think most people are avoiding the downside. That's that's what gets people a little more conservative with the retirement savings. And, I, and that's what the poll found, too. You know, half of the respondents thought that the economy is slowing. Almost one third of people believe the U.S. will be in a recession before we get to 2021. Another surprise that almost 40 percent of people are checking their portfolio either daily or weekly. Now, there's plenty of white papers out there that tell you if you do that, you're more likely to mess with it and more likely to find lower gains over time. Right. Right. So uh, I think it's really important that we understand this. Uh, but why does it surprise you that uh 40% of the people are checking their portfolio every day. Does that surprise you? Well, maybe not in the last week, but let's put it this way. Yeah, that's in true. My, yeah, pe people check their portfolios less when things are going well. That's true. It could be a sign of anxiety or uncertainty about retirement savings that makes people want to check them so frequently. But, you know, if you dig into the results, you find a number of signs that people are concerned about the impact that market volatility could have on the retirement savings. So first, take the following question. How worried are you about the stock market declines currently? 63% of the poll respondents answered that question with either somewhat worried or very worried. So it's safe to say there's a decent amount of concern out there about market performance. And let's not forget, this was done before last week. So, wow. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, maybe people are just worried about performance. Maybe they That's start true. reacting, right? Yeah. So did that study find that people are just worried about performance or uh, have they started acting on it? Obviously, recently we have seen people act on it. Yeah, and it does look like some of the respondents have actually started to change their allocation due to their concern about market performance. 44% of their invested assets were in stocks, but the second most commonly held asset was cash. Again, we talk about that here, but respondents on average had more of their money in cash than bonds. Right. Wow. Okay. Uh, what What's notable about that, though? Uh, well, for years, many financial service professionals use the rule of 100. Right? We're, that's where retirees, pre-retirees, they're encouraged to subtract their age from 100, use the resulting figure to allocate stocks and bonds within their portfolio. We've been talking about this for years in the show, uh, but it's a great rule of thumb. But even even before I think we were ahead of this a little bit, yeah. I don't mind saying, you know, it's a great rule of thumb. But, you know, a 55-year-old could subtract their age from 100 and aim to have stocks make up 45% of the assets. The idea behind such rules was that bonds were less volatile, less subject to risk. So the closer you were to needing your assets for retirement income, the more stable you'd want it to be. You can see more about the rule of 100, why some people think it's fallen by the wayside on Investopedia.com's article, Stock Allocation Rules. Or talk to me about it. I'll tell you why I think it's falling to the wayside as well. But I mention all this because when the survey respondents show they're holding more cash than bonds, they're actually sacrificing further growth potential for stability, right? So even the relative stability of bonds is too volatile for some investors' risk tolerance. Yeah. So it looks like due to concern about volatility, a lot of people out there, it sounds like they're swinging the pendulum back the other direction. Uh, and that's what happens. I know we've mm. talked about 
risk tolerance uh, before and already today. So I think maybe we should talk a little bit more about it, though, uh, because of what's going on. Um, but first, let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you if they want to set up that complimentary consultation to talk about this. Yeah, especially, listen, if you're panicking right now, uh, hopefully you have an advisor and they're kind of talking you off the ledge, if you will. But if it is, this may be one of those times where you, you really need someone to talk to about something like this. Why lose sleep at night? Talk to a professional. Find someone. If, you, if there's not someone right there or you're someone you work with, give us a call. 800-339-9252. Easy way to get in touch with us. You sit down. It's a complimentary consultation. There's no cost. There's no obligations. We'll bounce around some of these ideas. Uh, it's a great way to get started on one, at the very least, getting that first step so that these ups and little ups and downs don't make you so crazy. But two, to help talk about the steps you need to take to put an actual financial plan in place so that you can hopefully for the rest of the time sleep a lot better at night when these things aren't going on. Right. That's that's key right there. So uh, what is the number again that people can call? 800-339-9252. All right. So we're talking about a little bit about risk tolerance here. Uh, let's dive into that a little more. Okay. Sure. Absolutely. Tony, uh, understanding risk tolerance, it's big key to developing a de uh, retirement strategy that works for you. Any forward-looking plan for retirement income involves some level of risk. Now, risk tolerance is a way to measure each unique retiree or pre-retiree's comfort level with that risk, and it evolves and changes over time. You know, when many retirees move into the retirement years, they tend to focus on lower risk investments. However, every individual financial situation is unique. At Compass, one of the things we do in the very beginning is we use this thing called the color of money risk analysis to determine your risk tolerance score. Easy to complete questionnaire, 11 questions. It's available anytime at our website, compass-ltd.com, top left-hand corner of the page. I recommend that my clients regularly take the color of money risk analysis. The Comra, as we call it, results in a risk tolerance score that can lend, it leads us to the color of money report. And it's a really helpful way to categorize, uh, categorize your retirement assets depending on your personal needs, your personal goals. Well, you know, Matt, I'm a big color guy. I love yeah. colors. I, I could probably name six of them out of that. You should be uh, on our trivia team. Out of that 124 different color <laughs> box of crayons, I could name six of them. Uh, in all seriousness, though, what value does knowing your risk tolerance provide? What does that even mean? What does that well, do? Okay. So in my opinion, you have this actual tangible score that you look at, and I think it makes a big difference. So think of this example. Someone who has a few years before retirement might look hopefully at a portfolio that is heavy in stocks as a great way to take advantage of growth in the market. But maybe someone else who's close to retirement may look at that exact same portfolio with anxiety about what market losses could do to the retirement nest egg. So the color money risk analysis, what it does, it provides an actual number to quantify those feelings of hope, anxiety, or anything in between. And it's a great jumping off point to help you know stimulate those conversations and get really to the nitty gritty of how the plan's going to develop. Well, Matt, that makes a lot of sense. And going back to that Kiplinger.com survey that you mentioned in the first segment, it's clear a lot of people have low tolerance for risk currently because of their concerns about the market volatility. But uh, what are some ways that people respond uh, when these concerns go up? So in that article, Saving for Retirement, How to React to Market Volatility, people are definitely considering how they'll deal with market volatility in retirement. And there's a number of ways that they're going to do that. But 
The survey results include the top five. So number one is to decrease spending. That's a perfectly logical way to deal with market volatility. Honestly, I think tightening the belt, sharpening that pencil is a way many of us respond to tough times or at least the perception of tough times, you know? Wow. Uh, yeah, that's true. The per, uh, Even just the perception. And we know how people, you know, our emotions, we let our emotions uh, take control and, and that's not good. And anytime the numbers don't add up on my bottom line, uh, spending less is a good way to deal with it, right? Yeah, Tony, absolutely. Now, 41% of the survey respondents said they decreased spending to cope with market volatility. But just, you know, break that down. And it's a great way to do it. Listen, you know, there's a, there's another part of this. And again, this is the planning part for us. So when we come from the planning perspective, we are, we always have these pieces of the volatility built into the plants. We, we test them out. We test these plants 500 different ways, technically, uh, against every piece of volatility we expect to see in somebody's portfolio, depending on how they're allocated. Now, uh, and so we build in some other things to make even additional safeguards against us. Now, the next most common reaction amongst people without plans is, is reducing investments in stocks. So this goes back to our earlier point about risk tolerance. Not all retirement vehicles are built the same and stocks may have more risk than other sources of retirement income. And let's face it, if you have enough of any stock to make a killing in it, you have enough of any stock to get killed by it. So that, you know, that's another thing we're looking at when, when you start planning. And the third most common way retirees would deal with market volatility is seeking professional advice. Uh, I would say that would probably be the first one you should do, but you know, I can't recommend this enough. Retirement's a journey. It's not a destination. Once you're in retirement, especially if you're no longer accumulating assets, you want to make sure that when you, what you have is being distributed in a way that aligns with your retirement goals and working with financial services professional can really help you do that. Right. And that's key. So do you know any good financial uh, I've heard of professionals? A I heard of a couple. <laughs> Not to name names, Matthew Brunner, but I might know one. Yeah, Liz, at Compass, uh, during our financial you know, planning process, is truly provide clients with clarity and knowledge. They'll, they'll have a comfortable retirement that they've worked so hard for. You know, you're always hearing me say this. You want to be able to live that life you want now, but you want to be able to keep that eye on that life you want to have in the future. And when you do that from a planning perspective, I think it's a lot easier, either one, to achieve those goals outright, or two, being able to adjust those goals and your approach to how you're going to reach them along the way. Yeah. And that's key right there. So uh, I think that leaves two more of the top five ways that retirees deal with market volatility, right? Oh, I, I don't know if you do that just to prove to me how great of a listener you are, <laughs> but it always makes me Wait, so I, happy. Wait, I'm supposed to be listening to what you say? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. The last two are getting uh, a part-time job and downsizing. Now these are both lifestyle changes. And they may or may not be a part of your retirement strategy. Some people build them into their plans. Uh, now, a part-time job doesn't have to be a major lifestyle change, but it can certainly be jarring if you weren't planning on going back to work or even, you know, continuing work in retirement just part-time. The good news is it can be rewarding or fulfilling to take on some work in retirement. We've talked about this in other shows. You know, not to mention that during the hours you work, you're not only making money, but you're doing something that prevents you from spending it. So there's that. But downsizing, you know, on the other hand, that may represent a more significant change in your life. For some retirees, their home is one of the most substantial assets they own. So it, it makes sense that in times of market volatility, downsizing would 
free up more potential retirement income. Well, let's talk a little bit more, though, about some of these options as they relate to people who maybe haven't yet entered retirement, who, but, uh, you know, also feel the pinch of market volatility. Most of us do. Uh, Talk about that a little bit. So, especially people who haven't entered retirement, there's, there's sometimes nothing better than these downs. All that means is you're getting more for that money you're putting in regularly, right? <laughs> what a great way to increase your retirement chances. There's, this is one of the things I, I, I'm never happier than when the market's down personally, right? Because that means every dollar I'm saving right now or investing for the future is buying more of what I'm going to be creating my income out of later. So there's those kind of pre-retirees. And again, this is, but it's also something for the plan. If you're going to freak out and sell everything when the market's down, well, you're going to react like most people do. And, you know, then you're going to be like, hey, the market's doing great. I want to buy in. Okay, great. Well, then, you know, I may not be the right financial professional to work with because if you want to buy high and sell low and guarantee that you're going to pay more for things and sell them at a loss, you know, it's probably not the best uh, way to achieve the goals we're going to put in your plan. We're probably, so yes, you want to, you want to accept volatility as part of the market regular. You know, that is regular market response. It's going to go up and down. And if you are continually, if you they do what they're calling dollar cost averaging, you're going to be getting some a little higher. You're going to be getting some a little lower, but you're going to be getting mostly in the middle you know, some you'll get low, some you get high, but mostly you'll buy it right about where it should be. And over time, you're going to have a greater potential for growth. So pre-retirees, not that big a deal. Um, now we've talked about volatility. We've talked about uh, how people generally feel about it. Some things you can do if you're anxious about it, shed some light on this topic. We, we were talking about the Kiplinger poll, uh, saving for retirement. How do we act to market volatility? Um, I found a lot of people are moving their retirement savings from stocks to cash. Those concerns about market volatility, 2020 beyond. It always hurts me a little to hear. I know keeping money in cash is not a great way for people to participate in market growth. That said, it's also though important for people to stay true to their risk tolerance, or at least have a plan that they know uh, maybe I might be a little worried, but I know the plans rock solid. So, uh, you know, I, I think we've, those are all things I, I don't want to beat them to death, but I just want to kind of give a little recap of that little piece real quick. All right. Uh, that sounds really good. And we're almost out of time, but uh, I know there are a lot of ways to deal with market volatility. It seems uh, people who responded to, to the survey that we've been talking about, some of them at least are making the right decision. So uh, any final words on this topic? Yeah. At the end of the day, it's not like there's a cut and dried right decision for everyone. It's more about making the decisions that fit your risk tolerance, set you up to achieve the goals that you've outlined for yourself in retirement. Now, if your risk tolerance is never going to allow you to get to your financial goals, maybe you have to adjust it, or maybe you have, you either need to adjust your tolerance or your goals, right? Those are one of the two. That's what planning will help you do. Um, And a good professional, a good financial services professional can help you prepare to do that. And they can help you prepare for the retirement that you want to give yourself. Visit the website, compass-ltd.com. Call the office, 800-339-9252. You can discuss with myself, the team, how we might be able to answer your questions, address your concerns, either regarding market volatility, any other topic on your journey to retirement. 
It's our goal to help you prepare for that retirement you've been working so hard for. We really, really do want you to be able to live that life you want now and also keep an eye on that life you want to have in the future. Right. And that is key. Well, thank you so much, Matt. And great show today. Listeners, that does it for today's episode of The Financial Compass with our host, Matthew Brunner. Thank you for listening to The Financial Compass. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Matthew Brunner at Comprehensive Planning Associates. Call 800-339-9252 or visit their website at compass-ltd.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Insurance products and services, fee-based financial planning, and investment advisory services are offered by Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD. Compass, a registered investment advisor in the state of Connecticut. Securities are offered by Gretchen Brunner and Matthew Brunner through Gradient Securities, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 866-991-1539. Member FINRA, SIPC. Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass, and Gradient Securities, LLC are not affiliated companies. Gradient Securities, LLC, and Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Please refrain from posting reviews of your experience as this may be considered testimonials and are prohibited by the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC. Like should not be considered a positive reflection of the investment advisory services offered by Gradient Securities, LLC, GS, and or their investment advisor representatives.